sketches of slave life by peter randolph chapter six and seven this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter six slaves on the auction block the auctioneer is crying the slave to the highest bidder gentlemen here is a very fine boy for sale he is worth twelve hundred dollars his name is emmanuel he belongs to deacon william harrison who wants to sell him because his overseer don't like him how much gentlemen how much for this boy he is a fine hardy nigger bid up bid up gentlemen he must be sold some come up to look at him pull open his mouth to examine his teeth and see if they are good poor fellow he is handled and examined like any piece of merchandise but he must bear it neither tongue nor hand nor any other member is his own why should he attempt to use another's property again the bidder goes on i will give one thousand dollars for that boy the auctioneer says sir he is worth twelve hundred at the lowest bid up gentlemen bid up going going are you all done once twice three times all done gone see the slaveholder who has just bought the image of god come to his victim and take possession of him poor emmanuel must go away from his wife never to see her again all the ties of love are severed the declaration of the almighty which said what god hath joined together let not man put asunder is unheeded and he must leave all to follow his christian master a member of the episcopal church a partaker from time to time of the lord's sacrament such men mock religion and insult god oh that god would rend the heavens and appear unto these heartless men next comes jenny and her five children her husband was sold and gone the oldest of her children is a girl seventeen years old her name is lucy auctioneer here gentlemen is a fine girl for sale how much for her gentlemen she will be a fortune for any one who buys her who wants to raise niggers bid up gentlemen bid up fine girl very hearty good health only seventeen years old she's worth fifteen hundred dollars to any one who wants to raise niggers here's her mother she's got nine children the rest of them are sold how much gentlemen how much bid up bid up poor lucy is sold away from all the loved ones and goes to receive the worst of insults from her cruel taskmaster her poor mother stands by heartbroken with tears streaming down her face oh is there a heart not all brutish that can witness such a scene without falling to the earth with shame that the rights of his fellow-creatures are so basely trampled upon the seller or buyer of a human being for purposes of slavery is not human and has no right to the name the next article sold is harry a boy of fifteen auctioneer gentlemen how much for this boy he is an honest boy can be trusted with anything you wish how much for him harry is sold from his mother who is standing watching for her turn she began to scream out oh my child my child here the old slaveholder said ah my girl if you do not stop that hollering i will give you something to holler for poor jenny the mother tried to suppress her grief but all in vain harry was gone and the children cried out good-bye harry good-bye the broken-hearted mother sobbed forth farewell my boy try to meet me in heaven the next of the children was mary she was put upon the block and sold 
then the mother became so affected that she seemed like one crazy so the old rough slaveholder went to the mother and began to lay the lash upon her but it mattered not to her her little mary was gone and now her turn had come o oh, mothers who sit in your comfortable homes surrounded by your happy children think of the poor slave mother robbed so cruelly of her all by a fate worse than death o oh, think of her pray for her toil for her ever teach your blooming daughters to think with compassion of their far-off colored sisters and train them up anti-slavery women teach your sons the woes and burning wrongs of slavery make them grow up earnest hard-working anti-slavery men when mothers all do this we may hope yet to live in a free country wretched childless widow jenny was placed upon the block for sale auctioneer gentlemen here's jenny how much for her she can do good work now gentlemen her master says he believes her to be a christian a very pious old woman and she will keep everything straight around her you may depend on her she will neither lie nor steal what she says may be believed just let her pray and she will keep right here jesus christ was sold to the highest bidder sold in jenny to keep her honest to bring gold to the slaveholder jenny was sold away from all her little children never to see them again poor mother who had toiled day and night to raise her little children feeling all a mother's affection for them she must see them no more in this world she feels like mourning like rachel weeping for her children and would not be comforted because they were not so she commends them to the care of the god of the widow and the fatherless by bathing her bosom in tears and giving them the last affectionate embrace with the advice to meet her in heaven oh the tears of the poor slave that are in bottles to be poured out upon his blood-stained nation as soon as the cup of wrath of the almighty avenger is full when he shall say i have heard the groanings of my people and i will deliver them from the oppressor slaveholders carry the price of blood upon their backs and in their pockets the very bread they eat is the price of blood the houses they live in are bought with blood all the education they have is paid for by the blood and sorrow of the poor slaves in parting with their friends at the auction block the poor blacks have the anticipation of meeting them again in the heavenly canaan and sing oh fare you well oh fare you well god bless you until we meet again hope to meet you in heaven uh, to part no more chorus sisters fare you well sisters fare you well god almighty bless you till we meet again among the slaves there is a great amount of talent given by the hand of inspiration talent too which if cultivated would be of great benefit to the world of mankind if these large minds are kept sealed up so that they cannot answer the end for which they were made somebody must answer for it on the great day of account oh think of this my readers think of that day when it shall be said to all the world give an account of thy stewardship among the slaves may be found talents which if improved would be instrumental in carrying the blessed gospel of truth to distant lands and in bringing the people to acknowledge the true and living god but all has been crushed down by a christian world and by the christian church with these solemn facts written against this nation see to it my brothers before this iniquity overthrow you and it be too late to repent 
the sin of holding slaves is not only against one nation but against the whole world because we are here to do one another good in treating each other well and this is to be done by having right ideas of god and his religion but this privilege is denied to three millions and a half of the people of this our own free land the slaveholders say we have not a true knowledge of religion but the great teacher said when he came on his mission the spirit of the lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he hath sent me to heal the broken-hearted to preach deliverance to the captive and recovering of sight to the blind and to set at liberty them that are bruised and to preach the acceptable year of the lord this ought to be the work of the ministers and the churches anything short of this is not the true religion of jesus this is the great commandment of the new testament love the lord thy god with all thy heart and thy neighbour as thyself do unto others as ye would have they should do to you is the golden rule for all men to follow by this rule shall all men be judged we have got to hear come ye blessed depart ye cursed these are my convictions and my belief of the religion of jesus the wonderful counsellor of the children of the created adam our great progenitor in view of these things i earnestly beg my readers to renew their interest in the anti-slavery cause never turning a deaf ear to the pleadings of the poor slave or to those who speak however feebly for him the anti-slavery cause is the cause of humanity the cause of religion the cause of god chapter seven city and town slaves the slaves in the cities petersburg richmond and norfolk in virginia do not fare so hard as on the plantations where they have farming work to do most of the town and city slaves are hired out to bring in money to their owners they often have the privilege of hiring themselves out by paying their owners so much at stated times say once a week or once a month many of them are employed in factories and work at trades they do very well for if they are industrious they can earn considerably more than is extracted of them by their owners all can dress well have comfortable homes and many can read and write many of them lay up money to purchase either their own freedom or that of some dear one these slaves are not subjected to the lash as the poor creatures upon the plantations are for their owners would feel as every man should feel in the true sense their dignity fallen their nobility sullied by raising the whip over their human property slavery as seen here by the casual observer might be supposed not to be so hard as one would imagine after all the outcry of philanthropists who sit in their chimney-corners amid the northern hills and conjure up demoniac shapes and fiendish spirits bearing the name of slaveholders but slavery is slavery wherever it is found dress it up as you may in the city or on the plantation the human being must feel that which binds him to another's will be the fetters of silk or hemp or iron all alike warp the mind and goad the soul the city slave may escape the evil eye and cruel lash of the overseer but if he offend the all-important master there is retribution for him hand this note to captain hart of norfolk or captain thwing of petersburg and well does the shrinking slave know what is to follow 
these last-mentioned gentlemen give their time to and improve their talents by laying the lash upon the naked backs of men and women ah my dear readers take what side you will of slavery dr adams south side or the abolitionist north side there is but one side and that is dark dark you may think you see bright spots but look at the surroundings of those spots and you will see nothing but gloom and darkness while toiling industriously and living with a dear family in comparative comfort and happiness the city slave whose lot is thought to be so easy suddenly finds himself upon the auction block knocked down to the highest bidder and carried far and forever from those dearer to him than life a beloved wife and tender helpless children are all bereft in a moment of husband father and protector by a fate worse than death and for what to gratify some spirit of revenge or add to the weight of the already well-filled purse of some christian white man who professes ownership in his fellow-man wretch you may command for a season the bones and sinews of that brother so infinitely your superior but remember that form is animated by a never-dying spirit it will not always slumber a god of infinite love and justice reigns over all and beholds your unholy inhuman traffic believe you justice will triumph the guilty shall not go unpunished on the earth the righteous are to be recompensed much more the wicked and the sinner the whipping-posts are the monuments of the religion and greatness of the southern cities though none but the basest of men officiate there yet they think as much of their office as a poor conceited dandy would of his were he raised to the presidency of some great institution yet with the knowledge of all these wrongs constantly thrust before the people they wilfully shut their eyes and will not see and thousands who walk these shores free men supported by word and deed this abominable wickedness yes even the ministers of our religion defend from those temples erected for the worship of the one living and true god this domestic institution with all their official sanctity they enter the sacred desk dedicated to the service of a god of tender mercies and consecrated to the work of imparting to those congregated before it the teachings of that pure and holy one who preached deliverance to the captives and opened the eyes of the blind who rebuked sin wherever found among rulers or servants in the synagogues the halls of justice or by the public ways and instead of imitating their divine master the american clergy uphold these crying enormities of the dear people who feed and pamper their luxurious appetites and clothe them in fine linen ah my readers i was once a slave and was a partaker and witness of all its horrors till i was twenty-seven years old i in my ignorance felt that i was called of god to preach his acceptable word to this downtrodden race through his mercy i was made a free man and now resolved to devote my life my all to the spreading of the truth in regard to this great sin of our nation and oh it makes my heart ache when i see and hear those men possessed all their lives of every advantage receiving their education at our seats of learning stand up before the people as lights of the world and defend the slaveholder or forever hold their peace in regard to the plague spot of slavery 
what right human or divine can one man have to another who like himself was created in the glorious image of our common father and creator how can such men pray our father how can they talk about the human family and the great day of judgment which is to come surely like the false prophets of old they are deceiving the people End of chapters 6 and 7